Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at managing editor, fightfulwrestling.com. We have a big week at fightful.com. We have a stomping grounds on Sunday. Hot dog. I know you guys are excited about it. But I'll tell you what else we have. Episode 2 of the Monday Night Wars. 1995 WCW, 1995 WWF by Joe Holbert. And the man that joins me tonight, Jeremy Lambert. Jeremy, what kind of tricks do you have up your sleeve? You assigned the goon to Barry Horowitz. Controversial, exciting, different. What do you got going on? Listen, I've got the goon... Barry Horowitz, I have a big, big angle that. Oh, your connection is miserable. Is gonna your connection is miserable. Do, try to exit out. And, uh, I will tell you. Try to try to exit out, return, uh, reset your router, whatever you need to do, uh, because my God, it's it's a miserable connection. I'll carry things in the time being. Uh, we got Monday Night Raw to talk about tonight. Lots of stuff to get into. But hey, guys, you should go check out the Monday Night War uh, feature we're running. It is uh, a playthrough. It's a Fightful Gaming Edition where uh, Jeremy and Joe Holbert play through total extreme wrestling. One man controls WCW. One man controls WWF. Uh, it's going to be a constant feature. You can get it early on Fightful Select. But hey, this weekend we have Stomping Grounds. We have uh, UFC. We have Bellator. We had those all week uh, this weekend as well. We had a Bellator 222 show, Chael Sonnen retired. Lots of content up regarding that. But we also have interviews up with Willie Mack. We have one up with Medusa soon. Lots of early access stuff. Check out Fightful Select. It's the most direct way to support what we are doing over at Fightful.com. But uh, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of news before we talk about Monday Night Raw. Big Cass back in the ring. Uh, that's a story that I kind of wanted to mention. He showed up at the NEW show. Enzo was with him. Ended up uh, wrestling Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley, on the show. That was surprising to me. I mean, he admitted as much that, that he was out of shape. He wasn't looking good. 
It wasn't a it wasn't a good time for him the last time we saw him at House of Hardcore when he had those seizures. Uh, you can say what you want about Cass and Enzo. It's good to see those guys healthy, happy, and and doing something creative. Jeremy, do we have you? I hope so. I don't know if I have video, but I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Well, we'll stick with the audio. Uh, we'll we'll keep my beautiful face up here through the video, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I gave them the, the lowdown on the wonderful Total Extreme Wrestling series we have going on, and now it's time to talk some Monday Night Raw. Overall, I thought this show was pretty good. It was in the Staples Center, so you know those Fox people are in town, Jeremy. And they got a good show out of it, so maybe every episode just needs to be in the Staples Center. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good show, too. Um, I was... I was pretty thrilled with, with how everything went, and uh, I thought it was one of the best Raws in quite some time. Let's go ahead and get down to it. Elias shows up, and you know he's got to make the Anthony Davis reference, Jeremy. It's there. <laughs> he did it just so we could plug our NBA draft show this this Thursday. I, that's what we're going to talk about all day on Thursday, right? It's just the Lakers trade, make Kyler happy, give him something yeah. to talk about. It's been I, a miserable season for him. I can't troll Kyler about Lonzo Ball anymore. I'll tell you what. I went out. I was training for Ball Out, the official wrestling uh, media basketball game. I hit six out of ten free throws, already better than Lonzo. I can't troll him about that anymore. Uh, But we do have an NBA draft show. It's going to kick off about nine, so a little bit after the draft starts. That way our horrible NBA takes will be at least somewhat educated based on the hour or so we have. Also, uh, uh, we, we've got Chris Calicut on the show. You, I'll be telling you all about him a little bit later. But beyond that, things did happen on Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins showed up, cracked Elias over the back with a chair, says that he's tired of playing games. Anyone who expe- accepts the special guest role, uh, ref role for Sunday, is going to meet this same fate. And he wasn't lying, Jeremy. We saw him go back and forth uh, with that all night from Eric Young to EC3. I thought it was a good way to weave him in and out of the show. And yeah, it kept okay, Rollins. There, there we go. Now we have Jeremy. It kept Rollins as a prominent figure as he should be as the universal champion. And it sent a message to everyone else. He warned everyone that, Hey, you put on this referee shirt, you're getting this chair. He lived up to his promise, a baby face who lives up to his promise. Go figure. I like it. I like it. There was a, there was an old Bret Hart trick. He always did that. No matter what he would, if he guaranteed something, it was going to happen. Uh, the Miz, Bobby Lashley, Cesaro, Ricochet, and Braun Strowman are all out for their uh, U.S. title top contender match. And uh, they each do like their finish or signature move to Elias. I thought this was a good way to really give Elias even more of a reason to be like, you know what, I'm not going to do that again. Uh, poor Elias. This guy, <laughs> the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history. He's the wild card. And he just gets beat up. This poor guy, former 24-7, two-time 24-7 champion. One of about 732 wild cards we saw on this show tonight. It was (laughs) absurd. I thought this was a good transition into the first match. And this was a a fun first match as well. It was real good to see Cesaro in the ring, Jeremy, after what we saw last week. Because I was fearing the worst when I saw him take that 630. It looked really bad last week, and it was good to see him. Not only see him in the ring, but the man lifted Braun Strowman and (laughs) made it look very easy. And 
uh, I think you put it out on Twitter, like Strowman has about three different feuds right now. Cesaro is one that I definitely want to see. I want to see Cesaro against anybody. That guy's awesome. And I hope your source from Finland is correct that he's about to get a big push soon. No, I think it was I, I think it was Australia. Some dude just randomly hit me up a few months ago and he was like, they have big plans for Cesaro. And I was like, yeah, right, buddy, whatever. You never know. But I, I need to see Strowman and Cesaro going 100 miles an hour. Cesaro, did, I think it was the water slide on Strowman, just insane. That was after a big Strowman double drop kick. Strowman would eliminate Cesaro uh, after he power slammed Lashley onto him, then eliminates Lashley with a power slam too. But then Lashley and Cesaro come back and do their finishes. Ricochet, I like this. Sometimes in WWE, most of the times, you'd have a baby face go, oh no, not like this. Ricochet's like, no, forget that. I'm going to take it. And he rocked with it. He did his 630 and he accepted all the help. I like this. It made sense, Jeremy. Yeah, I had no problem with this. Like, You should want this title shot. It doesn't matter how you get it. You should want the title shot against Samoa Joe on the pay-per-view. And Ricochet took the help. Good on him. What would you make of the two-minute break after um, Strowman got eliminated for, for Miz and Ricochet? That they, that they had during the commercials? Yeah, or, they, or they said they, now they, they get a two-minute rest period. Oh, God. That was weird. That was weird. I mean, they had a two out of three falls match in which that is usually implemented in, if ever. Not here. That was so weird. Strowman went off and killed everyone. Miz went to the work, work on the leg of Ricochet. And the thing is, uh, th- there wasn't a lot of crowd reaction for this, at least till the very end. There wasn't a lot of heat. They worked fine together. But Ricochet won with the 630, and he straight up bounced off the Miz. That was filthy. At least he didn't kill the man's legs like he did against Cesaro the week that's before. A, that's a good point. Like I don't know if there's a much better way that he could land in that situation, but Samoa Joe tries to attack. Ricochet beats him up and stands tall. I, I think that Ricochet and Samoa Joe is probably going to be on fire this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Reminder, guys, we are joined by Jeremy Lambert. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Jeremy? At Jeremy Lambert 88. You're goddamn there's right they can. Pool. You guys can send him all your your questions, your inquiries, all that good stuff. He has an interview up with Willie Mack this week. He interviewed uh, Kojima and Nagata recently. Jeremy does a lot of great stuff for us over at Fightful. Uh, Reminder, guys, if you all want to submit questions, have your statements read on air, send a super chat. We will read your stuff. Tim Travers says, just wanted to give you all some love. Uh, Thank you, guys. Matt Thomas says, Brock is a special referee. Appreciate the content, guys. That would be something. I, I would have a hard time believing that they wouldn't announce that ahead of time, though, Jeremy. I put out on Twitter that because of the stomping grounds ticket sales, which apparently aren't very good, that they're going to somehow get Lesnar on this show. And throughout the night, I kind of thought the big announcement was going to be Lesnar being the special guest referee. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't announce it, and that would be something you would want to sort of promote ahead of time because it does no good for ticket sales if you announce this on Sunday. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, up next, Becky Lynch calls out Lacey Evans, who hasn't won a singles match since May 6, mind you, and has won two of them on the main roster ever. Uh, she has, says some overused stuff about LA, Big Whoop, and Becky Lynch attacks. This, I thought, was one of the weaker parts of this show. It was. Nothing that we haven't seen out of these two before. It seems like 
every single week, Lacey's involved in a brawl. I, I'm ready for something different or ready for them to move on. Uh, what, what did you think about this segment yourself? It wasn't great, but I like the character of Lacey Evans. She yeah. does a great job um, on the mic and just playing up her character. And and Becky is Becky. And I saw people complain like, oh, she attacked her right when she got in the ring. Like that's not a baby face thing. Kind of like Seth Rollins. She warned Lacey, get in this ring. I'm going to lay you out. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, this was one of those segments where on this show, it seemed so insignificant and pointless. On most Raws, I'd be like, yeah, this is one of the, the, the better segments of the show just because it didn't fail miserably. But uh, that, that's a testament to how good this episode of Raw was to me. Viking Raiders, speaking of May 6th, their first match on Raw since then. And boy, did they kill these jobbers, Jeremy. Just a beautiful, beautiful set of jobbers to get squashed by the Viking Raiders. Shotgun drop kick. German suplex clothesline, Viking experience. I'm down with them killing some losers. They needed to be on the show. It's been forever. I honestly forgot if they were the Viking experience or the Viking Raiders after writing something on them today. I thought I'd screw up their name because it's been so long. So it was nice to see them again. And killing guys is always a great way to get guys over. Yeah, I love it. Especially when they have such intimidating offense like this. Uh, I thought that was that was very, very good. At the end of that match, we go by and we seek our truth. Was he in his old like civil war outfit? <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was the intention there, but it worked. Uh, <laughs> the twenty four seven segments are so good. They are. I, so I talked to several people backstage about these. WWE is less hands-on with these and less tight on the scripting, which is what a lot of people are contributing to the success of these two because they are, I mentioned, just a major hit on WWE Digital. Like, they they do great. It's getting to the point where I'm like, man, should we start posting these clips individually on the site because they do so well for WWE? I want some of that traffic. And every week it's a million hits. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the first that doesn't. This was the most minimal that we, we've seen the 24-7 title implemented. And it was really just a bunch of people chasing truth under the ring, Titus being under there. And I'm done with the Titus world slide jokes. I'm done. They, they've done enough of them. We can move on. They escaped. Nothing else. What did you think of the 24-7 stuff tonight? It wasn't as good as it has been in past weeks. But on the, the point of the YouTube videos, like I, when I do the Raw and the SmackDown ratings, I include the top five most viewed YouTube videos. And the 24-7 title just kills everything. Like on SmackDown last week, the 24-7 title had like 1.6 million and the next closest was like 500,000. And it's like, wow. So it doesn't seem to matter what the actual content is on the show people are tuning into these segments on YouTube. They're going to indirectly make the 24-7 title, the, the WWE title, with everybody wanting to go after this title since there's less uh, less micromanaging of it, apparently. The original, the original uh, idea for this was to get exposure for a lot of these people they had signed and didn't get exposure, and it's doing that. It's, it's done that, and even to some degree, we saw EC3 end up in a different segment. And he was one of the first guys 
that had chased that 24-7 title that did end up in a different segment. Uh, you can say what you want about the uh, the use of him as a result, but uh, it is working to that degree, I believe. Backstage party, we see the Revival sharply dressed. This is how I want to see the Revival, Jeremy. They're the champs now. you got to dress like champs. Yeah, they they look like good 1980s tag team champions and that's what they that's what they just project anyway. So I love it. This is a little bit of a different setting than we're used to seeing and I like that too, Jeremy. Yeah, um they've used their in with Shane McMahon and it's paid off for them. You can say what you want about the Shane stuff and we'll get to that a little bit later, I'm sure, but I like the revival in this setting. Drew McIntyre looks good in this setting as well. I didn't have an issue with any of this. I thought it was well laid out. Heath Slater approaches, and we can't really hear what he's saying early on, but he asks for a raise. The revival laugh, and Shane McMahon rejects the raise. Outside, we see Heath on the phone with his wife, and Drew approaches. Of course, they're former 3MB buddies, and Drew goes to offer him money and drops it. And when Heath leans down to pick up the money for Drew, Drew attacks. The Revival pulled Drew off and then pocket the money. I thought this was an amazing use of like four different guys. You got Heath Slater on the show. He's a sympathetic guy. He does got kids. There is the, the reference to Drew McIntyre and 3MB. I like that. Drew mentions that he knows his family, hates seeing him like this. You get the revival being these creepy little sons of bitches. I just thought this was a masterful use of four different guys, Jeremy. I was in love with this aspect of that segment. The revival picking up the money was by far my best, uh, my favorite part of this whole thing. It was so good that even when they dropped it, the other one would be right behind him picking it up. Uh, Good tag team work by them on that. The overall segment was... Just great again because McIntyre and Slater, you got the history there. The revival, chip in. They're a good, slimy 80s group. And it just kind of sucks that they're protecting Shane McMahon. But what can you do there? But overall, I, I like the presentation of McIntyre and the revival um, during these segments. The revival pocketing that money, especially the first one when Scott Dawson just slipped it into his pocket away from everybody else. That was so good. That was just so great. Uh, that was one of my favorite things of a really, really good episode of Monday Night Raw. This Raw felt different. Do you think, Jeremy, obviously we're, we're speculating right now. Do you think that it had to do with the fact of where they were and who they were likely in front of in L.A.? It would seem to line up that way. Yeah. Um, you know, now considering that we know this had they been somewhere else would they have done the same show i i don't know for sure but there's a lot of um i wouldn't say red flags but there's a lot of i guess positive things you can look at there of yeah the fox people are in town you're in staples center la is a big market let's give them the best show possible and i hope that continues moving forward yeah i do too i I can totally go without the lazy ass wild card thing. And it was lazy. And my thing is, I decided a few weeks ago, I'll just stop complaining about it on the show because it gets redundant. How many times can I say it? But they abused it so egregiously in the next segment that it was goddamn offensive to me. 
Uh, Baron Corbin says that while Elias was his original pick to be ref, Seth Rollins uh, actually shows up and attacks him. And he says he's still got work to be done tonight because he's going to take out everybody. Anyway, Baron Corbin is invited on the KO and Sammy show. Bob did not update the graphics for it to be this KO and Sammy show. So it's still just the KO show. Uh, I, I love Kevin Owens going off on Bob. But Sammy Zayn and KO say, we're not going to be refs. Sammy Zayn, because of how he was disrespected last week, Kevin Owens in a stand of solidarity. I thought that was good. They made sense of why these two guys weren't going to be refs, Jeremy. And they would seem to be two of the more logical choices to be refs, especially after what happened last week. So it was nice that they got out in front of it and was like, yeah, we're not going to do this. Here's our reason why. And they didn't have to eat the Seth Rollins chair shots either. And cause that was reserved for sort of the lesser talent, I guess you would say. Uh, I, I mean, Zayn and Owens are, are so good. And yes, yeah, Owens yelling at Bob for not updating the graphics, just a, a smart play by Kevin Owens. So put these two on TV more often. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't be so excited about these simple aspects of continuity, but WWE has failed at doing them for so long that I, I just feel so good when they do them. And they did, they did it very well tonight. Baron Corbin picks EC3 as a special guest ref. EC3 now the second most tan referee on WWE's roster, but he gets attacked by Rollins. <laughs> New Day come out, and Sami Zayn says they aren't wild cards, and it pissed me off. It really did, because Kofi is like, "I'm the champ, and I go where I want." And the crowd, who was in love with Kofi Kingston, were even kind of like, "Nah, man." They didn't pop for it. They weren't cool with it. But New Day are super over. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, this is where the continuity died. Um, Yeah. They'd already had Elias. They'd advertised Roman. Carmella, I don't even know if she counts anymore, but New Day count as three or one. Who knows? And okay, fine. They've already broken the whole Bailey four thing. Bailey on a damn show? I, I don't think Bailey was mentioned or on the show before this, so I'm, I will give them a pass on that one. But they've already gone over four before, and so like that doesn't seem like a big deal, but it was stated when this wildcard rule was in effect, you need to be invited. If you show up uninvited, you get reprimanded. Yeah. And they, they literally said, you guys aren't invited to be here. So I expect them. I, I, I don't know if I should expect them, but they should announce like some type of fine for the new day. And if they do that, I will forgive, uh, um this segment but if they don't do that and it's just like they were there he's the champ he does what he wants what is the point of putting out that you're going to reprimand people who are uninvited to the show yeah this if this hadn't existed boy this show would be i'd probably be raving about it because this was real annoying uh however they were able to puppet mime i don't know what the hell they were doing uh ventriloquist act EC3 into setting up a match, which I, I didn't know that EC3 had the power to make matches. I didn't know referees. I didn't know Mike Kyoto could come out and make a match. That's not something that I'm I'm hip to, Jeremy. He, it, Mike Kyoto barely made the money in the bank cash in that he was refing. He looked at that thing like like it was a goddamn UFO when Carmella tried to cash it in. 
much less him booking matches. Damn. The fans are the authority, and EC3 is more <laughs> fan than anything else right now. He so. wrestles about it on TV about as much as a fan. Yeah, so that's fine. I can forgive that. Man. Man, a lot of people are saying, oh, the roster split's going to end. I don't think Fox should want that. Fox should be saying, no, we need a brand split because WWE has consistently proven that they book SmackDown as the B show. That has been the case for almost decades now. Just the way it goes. So we get this six-man tag match, which for some reason, Jeremy, has made it two out of three falls. Why? I didn't get that at all. I, I don't so understand. Odd. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. And I thought maybe it was going to go like long, and it didn't even go long like it should be a two out of three falls match. It was just like, why did you need the, the roll-up finish to put New Day up one nothing? What What was the point of that? And then go right to, yeah, to, to make somebody eat a fall in two or three minutes, then go to a commercial immediately after. That didn't make a damn bit of sense. That was a stipulation for a stipulation. That was somebody running a GM mode on SmackDown and just <laughs> doing it. It's like what some turd would do on TEW in the Monday Night Wars. To build your show better, you got to have stipulation matches. You get higher ratings for stipulation matches in the Raw vs. SmackDown GM mode. Shit is gross, man. So Owens hits Big E with a nice super kick after Zayn misses a Huluva kick, but Kofi Kingston's very over with the crowd. Corbin accidentally clotheslines Zayn, and Owens super kicks him. Owens and Zayn leave. They hit the bricks. Kofi hits a trouble in paradise and wins. Kofi Kingston has now won 16 consecutive televised matches and is unbeaten in his last 43 matches overall. That is how you build a champion, Jeremy. What do you think of this hot streak that that Kofi is on? Uh, Are you buying it? Are you one of those guys that can't get behind Kofi? Or are you digging it? We haven't really heard your take on that. Oh, I love Kofi. Uh, The whole WrestleMania lead up, the whole story the match against brian the the post-match celebration all of that like tugged at my heartstrings so i completely love the kofi story i like that they have a champion who is winning matches it's a novel concept uh with a lot of titles in wwe um the iconics i don't think had won a meaningful match until tonight so at least they righted that wrong but yeah kofi wins it's not that Difficult. He's the champion. He should win these multi-man tag team matches, um, and they're they're doing a great job with him. And I, I can't give them enough credit for the for the job they've done with Kofi. Yeah, I think they have built him just fantastically. On the other hand, there is the Good Brothers. Are the Good Brothers? AJ Styles is backstage trying to get cleared. He hasn't wrestled in quite some time. He's approached by Gallows and Anderson and Lab Coats, who are entertaining per usual. But then AJ kind of scolds Gallows and Anderson. And I couldn't get with this, man. Like, sometimes, like the Baron Corbin thing where they blamed all the ratings on Baron Corbin, I'm like, okay, kind of, I could get that. But it still pissed me off because it was it's very clearly a Vince McMahon thing. And he was blaming it on them. But on commentary, and AJ Styles were made to say that Gallows and Anderson didn't take their careers seriously. Jeremy, these two guys got in the best shape of their lives, have created 
consistently entertaining content when they've been on TV and been allowed to entertain, whether it be on Southpaw or whether it be uh, network shows or whatever it is. And they're made to, to seem like they don't give a shit about their jobs, which couldn't be further from the truth. What, what did you think of this? Obviously a reset that they needed, but not one that actually happened. I'm going to let it play out because they did get back on television. Maybe they get paired up with AJ in some form or fashion. I don't agree with the whole, you didn't give a shit. So that's why you're in the position you're in right now. Like it's needlessly burying your own talent almost and saying that they don't care. Well, what's the their own talent for now, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. Remember the the Ric Flair where he buried Carlito yeah. backstage, and he like Carlito never really recovered from that. And it was, I mean, AJ Styles did not cut a Ric Flair tirade promo here, but it's sort of the same concept of just telling your audience that hey, these guys don't care, and that's why they're in this position. Like, all right, if you're telling me they haven't cared for, all- say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done all these years why am i now going to suddenly care about them it didn't make any real sense to to do that to them i think they could have done a similar reset just kind of cut that nonsense out to play devil's advocate with the the carlito thing i mean he didn't care that was the rap on him for, yeah. for so long is that he didn't care and rick flair was like putting forth how he felt and I, I think they even went on to tag at wrestlemania together so i mean like for carlito you can say what you want about that promo. That man got to tag with Ric Flair at WrestleMania. That's that's something that you you can't take away from him. I don't know what will happen with the club. Their deals are up in September. And at no point uh, outside of maybe a few months have these guys been used to the degree in which they should have been. They have been one of the most mishandled acts in recent WWE memory. They were truly signed just to hurt New Japan Pro Wrestling. And now they're going to go somewhere. They're going to be motivated. And they are going to probably, I mean, they, they, AEW is going to want them. Ring of Honor is going to want them. New Japan's probably going to want them. Impact's probably going to want them. Impact wanted them before they signed with WWE. They were real close to signing there. It's just, it's, it's, it's a weird misuse, Jeremy. New Japan needs tag teams. If they want to be used properly, they can face Evil, Sonata, and Tonga, and Tanga for every single night on every single tour because that's about the only tag team New Japan has right now. Yeah, they they really need to combine those divisions. That That's a rough one. That's a rough one. 
So the Usos end up defeating the Good Brothers right after this. They hit a boot of doom, slack off of the magic killer. Gallows gets super kicked and hit with an Uso splash, Jeremy. Hot dog. Doesn't make a not, lot of sense. No, not great for the Good Brothers, but it, it could lead turn- to something. It could lead yeah. to AJ lighting a fire underneath their ass, sure. Right, and I that's the hope that I'm going to hold out because this show tonight has given me that hope. If this show took place last week, I wouldn't have that same hope. And I'd just be like, well, yeah. I just buried these guys again. I'll tell you what gives me hope. Our good friends at Knockdown Sports Radio. Knockdown Sports Radio. Chris Calicut and Cody Teague dive deeper into popular sports topics to take a look at the social and cultural side of sports. Look past the hot take debate shows and listen in to in-depth, opinionated conversations. You'll also hear interviews with sports and podcast personalities. I've appeared on their show before. Chris will be joined by ESPN radio host Freddie Coleman this week. If you want to support their podcast, go to anchor.fm slash KSR and hit the support podcast button. A portion of the proceeds raised will go uh, for the rest of June will go to the ADAA for Anxiety and Depression Awareness. Find the show anywhere. You listen to podcasts and check out their Twitter at Knockdown underscore media. I'll tell you what, guys. I think so much of these guys were having Chris on our hot take show. The the type of show, like, it's going to be the the polar opposite of what you can find at Knockdown Sports Radio. They are a more sophisticated show. We're going to try to drag him down a little bit to our level and get those Chris Calicut hot takes on Thursday night. So you'll get a little dose of him there, but check out Knockdown Sports Radio. I really, really enjoyed being on that show last year. I love talking basketball. They love talking sports, and they're very, very good at it. Reminder, check them out, anchor.fm slash KSR, and on Twitter at Knockdown underscore media. Show them some love. Oh boy, am I excited for that NBA show and the complete trash fire that's going to be. Do you know how many people, Jeremy, I have say, stick to, and then they say one of the three sports that I've covered for three years when I talk NBA? Makes me happy. That's a badge of honor. They're going to be very disappointed when courtside news drops with me, you, Andrew Thompson. We're going to take over the game, and it's going to be a wrap. We got ball out in August. I'm ready. Oh, my birthday. We are going to put everyone, every other media company on notice with our NBA hot takes. I'm very excited for that. Again, guys, check out Knockdown Sports Radio. Big fan of those guys. Paul Heyman comes out and says he doesn't want to be a special guest ref. And anyone who does is a dumbass, Jeremy. I would agree based on the trajectory of tonight's program. Paul Heyman does not lie. He is another guy who, who seems to make make good on his uh, promises of, of late, or at least uh, did here. He makes a, a Lakers reference, you know. I wish they would have made one or two of those tonight. They really shoehorned that shit in. I didn't have a problem with it. The I mean, Lakers should be buried at all opportunities. I don't care if they just got Anthony Davis um, how many how many playoff appearances have they had in the last decade? Oh my god, my god! We'll talk about that Thursday. We'll talk about <laughs> that Thursday. But I did not need one Lakers reference per hour. He says that the Lakers and Rollins both traded away their balls. 
the Lakers because they traded away Lonzo Ball. Rollins because he traded his balls for a steel chair. Heyman then teases Lesnar showing up Sunday, Monday, whenever. What do you think of this use of Brock Lesnar? Them teasing that he might be there, but he's not. Teasing that he might be there Sunday. Who knows if he will be? Or maybe even Monday. What do, what do you think of this? I like it. And I think this is how the money in the bank briefcase should have been handled all along instead of, you know, him saying, Oh, I'm definitely going to cash in here. I'm definitely going to cash in here. And then almost baiting and switching the opportunity. It's Brock Lesnar. The guy doesn't show up. The guy doesn't technically need to show up. I guess he has the briefcase. He has a whole year to utilize it. It should be dragged out a little bit to give the impression that, hey, he might show up here to cash in. So I think this is a perfect use of Brock Lesnar with this briefcase. Uh, by the way, the, the Lakers have not been to the playoffs since 2013, but people, uh, one guy in the chat said, 16 rings, you casual, you neck beard, you mark. <laughs> you hate uh, to see it. You hate to see it. When when was oh. the last one? Oh man, they haven't made it out of the first round since 2012. <sighs> you do hate to see it. Backstage, Corbin approaches Eric Young about being the ref, but Young runs into Rollins and says, hey, I'm not going to do it. Don't worry. And Rollins and Eric Young are like, oh, we go way back. What am I missing? (laughs) I was wondering that as well. I don't remember them ever having a connection. Well, Seth Rollins has said previously that when he was with ROH, he got a phone call from Dixie Carter and Dixie said, I want to make you the face of impact. Maybe Eric Young knew that conversation <laughs> called up Seth Rollins and said, Hey, I hear you're going to be the new face of impact. You know, we should get together and hang out. I'm a big part of impact and he's trying to get in with the new face before he signed. And then Rollins just shunned impact anyway. I mean, I've looked at Seth Rollins cage match record, like his, his match records and he's got over six like 1600 matches on record and not a one of them involves eric young and i mean like even in a battle royal the men have never touched (laughs) on record jesus christ he could have done this with rhino at least rhino and him had like a match in chicago like 13 years ago get some use out of him barry rhino on his way out rollins beats eric young's ass now, a lot of people felt a lot of ways about this. Some people said, oh, how can I sympathize with Rollins? Maybe you don't need to sympathize with Rollins. Maybe Rollins needs some edge. Maybe you don't need a boo-hoo, crybaby, bitch, baby face. You can have a guy that has some edge and goes out and does some stuff like this. Steve Austin needs to do this all the time, and I'm not comparing the two, but I rather liked it. But did you sympathize with Eric Young, I know that my usual co-host, Alex Pawlowski, is probably somewhere pouring out a nice non-alcoholic beer for Eric Young. No, I, I don't care about Eric Young. Um, <laughs> I don't have a reason to care about Eric Young. Well, I'll tell you I, why, why the people can care about Eric Young. They can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com Tier 2 and see a bunch of his old matches from Jimmy Van's old promotion, the XWC. We laid commentary over top of them. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It's the most direct way to support what we do. Hey, it pays for me and Jeremy and Andrew, too. You can get early access to the TEW stream if the you full, want to. 
three and a half hour stream. I kept dropping right. in on that thing. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Uh, like, we had we had a lot of ideas. The the Eric Young thing. Why should Rollins trust this guy? The last time he was on television in a meaningful role, he was aligning himself with Shane McMahon to face The Miz with Sanity in a three-on-one match. So Eric Young can say, I'm not going to take the gig, but if you're Seth Rollins, why do you really trust that? I had somebody say, all indie guys know all indie guys, Sean, of course. Eric Young was an impact for 14 years, guys. That's Come on. I mean, yeah, you could say. <laughs> Up next, Le Big Doge. Shane McMahon still trolling about backstage. Roman Reigns says that he uh, wants to entertain by whooping someone's ass tonight and calls out Shane McMahon. Shane pops up on the Titantron, calls himself best in the world. He's really hammering that home, and I think that's good heel stuff, but this is what I consider one of the best uses of Roman Reigns ever, especially outside of the Shield and outside of Braun Strowman. Shane pops up and calls himself best in the world. The Revival are in the background trolling about. Drew cuts a promo, and as soon as he mentions Roman Reigns' family, you don't have the old Goldberg thing, heard what you said about the family. No, Roman Reigns went back there, and he immediately beat the shit out of everybody, Jeremy just ran through them all. This is the Roman Reigns that a lot of people have clamored for. What did you think of at least the the, the early beatdowns? I like this use of Roman Reigns. This is the perfect use. Are you there? It seems as if we have lost Jeremy's audio, but... Are you there? I am here. Are you, Jerry? Okay. Apparently, I am. Now. North Carol North Carolinians, that is where you're from, correct? Correct. Have just miserable internet. I interviewed Matt Hardy one time and his house was so big, it literally didn't get an internet connection on the other side of it. Me and Shane Helms had to troubleshoot his for 5 hours. I what kind Y'all got some people PC out there, that $5 I'm good, internet. I'm in good company with Matt Hardy yeah. and Shane Helms, at least. <laughs> you're going to get hired by WWE in no time. Yeah. So uh, your, your thoughts on the Roman Reigns build? <clears throat> and you're gone again. Hot damn. So anyway, he threw the revival around, put Drew through a table. Shane is chased to the ring. Superman punched and speared. This is the Roman Reigns I've always asked for. This is the Roman Reigns I've always uh, uh, looked for. Just showing up and beating people's asses. If this guy is an underdog, then what the hell's everybody else? I don't buy it. Somebody in the live chat says, Jimmy Van would be tearing his hair out over these technical issues. He might be somewhere. I don't know. We'll troubleshoot before tomorrow evening. I thought this was an amazing use of Roman Reigns. Just just awesome stuff. He tells Shane to let Drew know he's kicking his ass tonight. And I am joined by Jeremy Lambert allegedly again. Maybe. Maybe. Hit it. Let's wrap it up. What do you think of Roman Reigns? I like this version of Roman Reigns. He should just come in, kick ass, take names, and that be that. So no problem with this presentation of Reigns. 
he should be a lot more Goldberg than he is Shawn Michaels. That's what yes. I think. Or The Rock. There we go. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, fantastic together. Alexa got them a tag title match because, of course, she did. Nikki is great here. Alexa is great here. Uh, Alexa doing the friendly thing, getting her and her buddy a a tag title match. Of, of course she did. Why wouldn't she? I'm really digging the the cooperation between these two, Jeremy. Alexa is so good at what she does. She's kind of playing a tweener-ish role with the Nikki Cross stuff, but you can also, it's still heel Alexa, and she's still full heel against Bailey. Her mannerisms are just excellent, and Nikki Cross has been very good in this kind of low-tone role as well. It's not crazy over-the-top Nikki Cross like we've seen. She kind of tones it down. She has a softer side that you can see from her. The pairing is great. Like I think this was a really good call by whoever pitched this or put this together because it's worked really well um, in the past few weeks. And it's not the the, the typical pairing. I like that. Uh, Bailey's backstage with Naomi and Natalia, and Charlie asks her about refusing to take a picture with a Nikki Cross fan. Bailey says she's going to go shut up Alexa Bliss. And Natalia and Naomi seem like they kind of believe it, Jeremy. <laughs> Bailey is not the person. She's a fake hugger, according to Cody Rhodes and now Natalia and Alexa and Naomi. So we're quad sourced here. I mean, it does seem kind of selfish and obnoxious to come out there and put yourself at ringside for a tag title match. If you were as good as a person as you say you are, why don't you just wait? Wait till they get back through the curtain. Deal with it Sunday. What the hell are you doing? Why Why did she, what did her being there accomplish? Was it just her trolling? And if so, is she as good of a person as she says, Jeremy? The dark side of Bailey. I'm excited mm-hmm. for this eventual non-heel turn. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely won't happen. Uh, Iconics cut another Laker hating promo. Another Dove cries. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Had never teamed together in a 2-1-2 prior to this tag title match. little fun fact. Nikki Cross is a breath of fresh air, though. Iconics worked snug. They probably heard the complaints. Alexa attacks Bailey outside, and Nikki Cross gets rolled up. Production completely missed the pin. That's a, that, that can't happen, Jeremy. It can't happen, and it seems like it happens too often for a company like WWE, and it's very frustrating that like how how do you miss this stuff? You've been doing this for how many years? How do you miss the finish? I like the the match was fine. Um, I agree with the iconics. They have two titles. How many titles do the Lakers have in the last two three decade? So iconics have a point. I would agree. And uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss came up short. The Lakers came up short. But if you don't want to come up short. If you don't want to trade away all your assets and roll the dice, if you want a sure thing, our friends at Blue Chew can help. They're not going to hold out for a ton of money. They're not going to hold out for a max deal. You can get Blue Chew for free when you use that code FIGHTFUL. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, but they're better, they're cheaper, they're faster. They're better because they're prescribed online. They ship straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits. 
No more awkwardness. They're cheaper because you hit up bluechew.com. Use that code Fightful. You get it free. Free. They're faster because, like I said, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. Hit them up at Get Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. Your penis will be erect. It will have a great performance. You will not come up short. You will succeed, and you will be prepared to defend your crown more than twice every three months. Commenter says, Neckbeard doesn't know that the Lakers won in 2010. You know who also won in 2010? Jack Swagger. So that's still two titles for the Iconics in the last decade and one for the Lakers. So I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think Jack Swagger probably won his title more recently than the Lakers did. Did he? Let's check. And Kobe went something like seven for 24 in that game. Jack, Jack Swagger was world champion around the last time that the Lakers won the title. Also, Edge, who does not wrestle anymore. Christian won a title more recently. Mark Henry also does not wrestle anymore. Big Show does not wrestle anymore. Man, Lakers fans, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Hothead (laughs) 5, you do hate to see it. Hothead 567, thank you for the super chat, says, I missed Raw tonight. Should I go back and watch it? You should. It was a pretty good Raw. A pretty good Raw. Main event time, Seth Rollins defeated Daniel Bryan. Earlier in that night, Bryan ran down L.A. for smog. Slam dunk promo. Uh, Oh, I almost forgot to mention, Nikki Cross says she's going to be in Alexa Bliss's corner for her match Sunday. Nikki's pissed, and I like that side of her. And she's blaming it all on Bailey. She's not blaming it on Alexa. I kind of dig that too, Jeremy. It It gives a little bit of an edge to her. Masterful work by... All three and whoever put this together, but Nikki and Alexa in particular have just been great during this whole run. And and it hasn't been long, but every time they're on television, it's something good. So good job with whoever's putting this stuff together for them. Rollins and Brian start off and Rowan quickly gets involved. Are we skipping Firefly Funhouse? Oh, shoot. I don't know why I didn't have that in my notes. Firefly Funhouse happened. I got big news to break about this segment. Oh, do you? Yeah. Bray Wyatt, also a champion more recent than the Lakers. Go ahead. The Flat Earth joke. That's a shot at Kyrie Irving, who will not be joining the Los Angeles Lakers. Is it? The dinosaur joke. The Toronto Raptors, your 2019 NBA champions. Way more recent than the Lakers. LeBron James went to the West just to avoid Kawhi and the new look Raptors. You know what? LeBron James, a Laker who is also a more recent champion than the Lakers. It's amazing. You love to see it. Firefly Funhouse. I'm ready to see Bray wrestle. I want to see what's going on now. I don't know if I want to see Bray wrestle. These segments are so good that I'm worried that the in-ring persona might kill the mystique almost. This this was another home run segment in my eyes. And yeah, there might be some 
you know, join WWE cultish vibes. I've seen yeah. a lot of people float that out there of all these inside WWE jokes. And there's probably some truth to a lot of that, but I, these segments are so good. The remix of the, um, what, what is the name of the song that completely escapes me right now? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, what I wish escaped me. The Hulk Hogan promo. Let me tell you, there's nothing he hates more than Chilean soccer players, Jerry. I was about to say, of course Hulk Hogan would want to knock Chile off the map. You know, one of his biggest fears is dying and being reincarnated into a Chilean, I hear. That's what he says. That's what he says. This pro- Okay, they shoehorned him in on the show. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> After they- the soccer match already took place. Yes. They announced that... <laughs> yes. They announced that uh, officially that SmackDown Live from the Staples Center, October 4th, that'll be the Fox debut. Neat. Probably good. Probably good for them, all things considered. Means they'll put on a good show, (laughs) if tonight's any indication. So Rollins and Brian quickly uh, see interference from Rowan. And all kinds of people come out. New Day, Usos, Revival. And they're all thrown out. Jeremy, dare I ask, what was the point of this? I mean, it was kind of neat i guess it was unpredictable but what did you think that the whole purpose of this was i don't know if there was a purpose but i didn't like hate it like it seems like a lot of people did rowan interfered everyone thought like oh well of course they bait and switched this match they're not going to give you brian and rollins for free and then people who all have ties together in some way come out they brawl they get the match restarted. Was it, did you have to do it? No, but did I mind it? No, like it, it worked it, and you still got Brian against Rollins. So I didn't hate it. Like a lot of people did. I, I agree that there wasn't much to a point to it, but I was fine with it. Yeah. I half expected the good brothers to come out too, but in AJ, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe they can get that going, but. Brian's in control, applies an ankle lock, turns it into a German suplex. Beautiful. Rollins rolls out. He gets a superplex, but then Brian turns a LaBelle lock into, I think, a Rings of Saturn. Goes for his running knee, but gets hit with a buckle bomb. Brian gets his knees up on a frog splash, goes into the LaBelle lock, gets curb stomped. This was a good one. They have some really good chemistry. I'd love to see what they could do in a 15 to 20 minute barn burner. They're at different points of their career, and that that respect Rollins universal champion, Brian tag team champ, but everything about Brian to me in this match still exuded main eventer, Jeremy, am I alone in that? Or, or do you think that Brian's been taken down a peg in maybe in your vision? I don't think you can ever take Daniel Bryan down a peg because this guy is just great at whatever you give him. Even the, the work with Rowan where it doesn't seem like it has, too much legs to it as a tag teams. Oh, the revival helped out Brian and Rowan, by the way, because as fellow tag team champions, they respect the division. <laughs> so I thought that made perfect sense. Um, now, Daniel Bryan is always going to be a main event guy anytime you want him to be a main event guy. And you know he can go in the ring. He can carry a program. So, yeah, I'm with you. I would like to see them get 15, 20 minutes on a pay-per-view, even if it's a television match. Just give them more time because – Daniel Bryan is one of those guys I can just watch wrestle forever. And he's going to wrestle till he's 70. So I'll be watching him forever. 
Guys, that was Monday Night Raw. Leave a thumbs up on this video, guys. Uh, we've got so much stuff over at Fightful.com. You subscribe to Fightful Select. I'm going to have the Fightful Wrestling Weekly up even earlier because this week i got to fill in for Warren Hayes. He is out, so I'll be doing the NXT UK 205 live review. Uh, the Q&A show is this week. Subscribe to Fightful Select. You can ask as many questions as you want. Our next uh, retro review is AWA Super Clash 3. That was a tragedy to watch. But guys, leave a thumbs up. Let Alex know you miss him. But most importantly, go follow Jeremy Lambert. He does some great stuff for us. Jeremy, your your interview with Willie Mack was up today. He talked about being surprised to see Kofi Kingston uh, win uh, the, the WWE Championship. Thought he would never see it. You interviewed, as I mentioned, Nagata and Kojima recently. You've got an interview with Medusa coming out lately. Uh, what what other projects you looking forward to? Of course, you got the TEW stuff. That's what I'm looking forward to, burying <laughs> Joel Holbert in just not even six feet deep. I'm going to put him in a 12-foot deep grave because that's what he deserves. I'm going to completely destroy WCW. Lanny Poffo, that is his big idea. Lanny Poffo, the, this man is. I, I don't want to know what his hour three segment is if he's got Lanny <laughs> Poffo because we've heard some things. This man is building around Lanny Poffo. I'm building around the goon bear. Lanny Poffo builds around himself, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know how much blue chew that guy takes, but you hear things. You hear things. <laughs> Guys, Jeremy is back with me tomorrow night. Uh, smoother broadcast will be on the horizon. But again, subscribe, share our stories, retweet. I can't tell you how much that stuff helps. Thank you guys so much. Uh, We are going to be all over the place this summer. So make sure you guys come say hi to us. Until next time, we're out.